You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And for those of you who listen, you know that this is a podcast that digs deep into the, uh, whether it's the cuckold lifestyle, the hot wife lifestyle. Sometimes I like to add a little bit of the interracial slash BBC lifestyle in there just to keep things interesting. And my goal with this podcast is just to kind of separate fact from fiction, just to kind of pull back the curtain and, you know, let you hear real stories from real people who are walking this path. So without any further ado, I want to introduce you to my guests. Um, this is a, a cuckold couple who I've been talking to for a little bit, and I had the, the sincere pleasure of, of, of meeting them in person at Splash in Houston. And they're uh, fantastic people. So let me introduce Hannah and her husband, Jay. Won't you guys say hey? Hey. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, guys. Thank you for, for, for taking time out of your night to, uh, to join me and my listeners and let me get nosy and, and dig all into, your, all into your life and everything. So kind of like where I like to start is, uh, is kind of like at the beginning as far as, and I'll, I'll pose this question to Jay, um, what do you remember about the very first time you saw her? Yeah, that's kind of funny. The very first time I saw her, I, I saw her in the gym, and I thought she was a man-hating lesbian. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's an intro. <laughs> she 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 can probably tell more about her backstory on that, but uh, she did not have any use for me, other than for when I needed her. Right. Okay, and and also I forgot to preface this. Can you kind of give my listeners an idea of how old you both are? I'm fifty-two. I'm thirty-eight. Okay, so so that was your impression of her the the the, the first time you saw her. Um, how long did it take for that perception to be distilled or dismissed? Probably a couple months. Uh, we we had mutual friends and we kind of talked through them and met through them and uh, I heard her mentioning something uh, about a booty call and I'm like oh she's not a lesbian <laughs> <laughs> okay I was wrong about that so at which point did you become interested in her and what what got you interested in her. Oh, well, that comment made me, because uh, she's, she's got to kill her body. So that, that comment instantly said, oh, so she's not a lesbian. She uh, she may be interested here. And uh, I reached out to her, and she was like, no, I don't think so. But eventually it wore down, and uh, we started talking a little bit more. Okay. So, Hannah, let me ask you the question. What were your impressions of him when you guys first met? I didn't even pay attention to him really because I was not, I wasn't in the dating scene. I was single and just having fun. And so I was looking for friends with benefits. And I did not know that he would be, you know, down for that. And so, and I had a steady play partner, and, mm-hmm. you know, friends with and so I was, and I kind of kept my, I kept my circle small. I didn't like um, a lot of people in that circle. And so when he reached out to me, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm good right now. But uh, I've, I've, you know, got somebody that uh, keeps me satisfied because I did not like men at the time. I only used it for one thing, one day only. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you 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 weren't totally wrong. You got you got the the not, not necessarily man hating. We'll we'll say kind of man tolerating. Um, yeah, yeah. I called him when I needed. Yeah, and did my own thing. So, and I, I'll ask 
uh, you this question first, Hannah. When did the tide start to turn? Because, I mean, obviously you guys are together. You know, you're, if I remember correctly, you are married now, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yes. so uh, obviously you started buying what he was selling at some point. So when, when did things start to kind of shift? When did you start to kind of see him differently? He, he didn't stop that. He said, that's fine. You know, we'll just be friends. And he would message me and we would talk. And he very funny. Like, he could make me laugh more than anybody that I interacted with. Can laugh and right so out that, their panties. <laughs> yes, that was like, oh, okay, well, he's funny and he's cute. And so, you know, I'll, I'll entertain this for a little bit. And it just grew from there. We grew into an actual friendship. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, we, we grew from there to talking every every day. And, uh, and then, I guess one day he caught me off guard. And it was a weekend. I was out with friends. And he invited me over. Mm. <laughs> so we were both like, we've got to do this again. Yeah, it's like a big high five, fist bump when I left. And we were both like, okay, so when's the next time? So how long have you guys been together now? Not just married, but just been together in, in total? Six years. A little over six years. Okay. So kind of want to, uh, and, and, and feel free to, to, to say as little or as as much as you want jay but i'm always curious to hear from the 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 men on this 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 lifestyle obviously involves a lot of our partners being with somebody else and for most men out there that's something that even the thought of sends them into a fit of of you know of of jealousy at any time in your past, were you ever a jealous type of guy? Like when you were younger, teens, college years, anything? Or have you always been receptive to that? Uh, I've never been really jealous of a sexual situation. I've always been one that if somebody was having an affair, an emotional affair, that was different than a one-off sexual situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always kind of how I've looked at it. If some I was married before, and we were somewhat in a lifestyle, not necessarily the cuckolding and BBC and all, but we were somewhat in the lifestyle, and everything was fine with that until she wanted to start doing it behind my back and not having me want to do any part of it. Well, that's different than just having sex right. with somebody to me. Right. Uh, so no, I don't, I don't have that jealous bone as far as physical action where I have a jealous bone is to become something more emotional. Okay. So you're actually, a a, a, a lot like me in, in, in that regard. So I'm curious, we grow up, we have friends, we see how friends react. If somebody even tries to talk to their girl, if their girl looks at somebody else or a guy makes a comment or something like that. So did you even recognize that the way you thought and saw things was different from most of the guys that you were around? Like, did that resonate with you? As I got older, when I was younger, I was jealous. Uh, But as I got older, I I could separate the two Mm -hmm. avenues of sex and affection or attention or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yes, I, I do realize that not a whole lot of us, a lot of us are wired like that. So, um, so that is something that's different from me and my peers also. Right. So did you accept it right away? Cause I know, like I said, for me, there was, even if it was for a brief time, there was a time where I was like, am I fucked up in the head? Like, why am I not reacting like everybody else? Like, am I, am, am I the odd one here or are they the odd ones, even though there were like dozens and dozens and dozens of people on that side of the fence and I'm kind of over here by myself. So there's that when it first dawns on you, there are those 
I don't want to say insecurity, but those moments of doubt where it's like, damn, am I screwed up in the head? Like, you know, because you know what they say, you know, people equate uh, jealousy with love. I get jealous because I care, which is total bullshit. But that's what they, no, you know, that's what they pump into our heads. Insecure. Right, exactly. Jealousy derives from insecurity. Exactly. Uh, yes, I've, I've always wondered why I'm wired a little bit differently than most of my peers or friends or anything like that. Uh, but I'm, at the bottom of it, I'm a hedonist, and whatever is pleasurable, I enjoy. And I enjoy watching her. Actually, I enjoy watching her more than I do when we were swinging, playing with another female. Right. So, for for you, Hannah, um, like like you said, you're you know you're a stunning woman, and I had the pleasure of seeing you uh, live and in, in person. And you're definitely um, an attention getter. Um, so, in your past, and this may sound kind of obvious, but I still got to ask the question: Have you had jealous boyfriends before? Like, have you had to deal with that? Oh, yeah, my. My ex-husband was um, completely, completely jealous. I could not even go to the grocery store without knowing exactly where I was going, what I was doing. Um, I was not allowed to have any type of sexual toys, um, no type of uh, any any stimulation except from him. If I was to even touch myself, he was questioning, well, why are you doing that? Why, why am I not enough? Um uh, my phone would go off, and he would check it. it. It was, it was very, very much uh, just in control, jealous, it, which I mean drove me crazy. It sounds exhausting. It, it was very exhausting, and I worked my my work, my type of work that I worked. I was away from him at night. He was at home at night, and it was just very. Um, very, uh, very exhausting, and and I I just thought that's how I just thought that's how people were. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was like, you know how men were, and and um, but I didn't I didn't know that this type of person existed. I mean, literally, I could not leave my house without. 1,500 questions, basically having my phone location on 100% where he could see exactly where I was going, what I was doing. And if it if my cell phone pinged off of a different tower, oh, my God. It was hell when I got home. Jeez. So yeah, it was a- did, I'm, again, very curious guy here. Um, did that experience uh, play a part in, uh, like, you know, like you said, when you became single, it was like, okay, this is the only thing that I need men for. Was part of that because you were like, I'm not going through that again. A hundred percent, because I wasn't going to answer to anyone. I wasn't going to tell anybody where I was at, what I was doing, because I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have to do that at that point in time. I was single. I could do a go or, or whatever. I mean, I, I didn't have to answer to that. Or be accused of being somewhere that I wasn't. I right. mean, or doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. So you and Jay get together. When does the talk about bringing in somebody else, whether it's another couple, another female, another guy, like when, when do you, like how far into your relationship do you start having that conversation? Well, she knew I came from lifestyle. and So you would have these conversations, I'm sorry, but so you were having these conversations before you two even were dating, like just <laughs> as friends, you were having these conversations. Yeah, she knew okay. where I was coming from. Right, okay. And she told me before we got before we got married, that this will never happen. I will never be a part of this lifestyle. Well, as we were dating, too, I was yeah. like, you know, that's just not for me. Um, well, I mean, I had seen exactly. where it had come from, where he had came from, and I was like, no. But she also associated sex with love. I did, and I, um, I actually, to be honest, did not even know a lifestyle existed. I, that's how naive and vanilla my marriage was. 
fire. I just thought people cheated and um that that's that's what it was. I mean honestly when when he started talking to me about it, I was like, This isn't for real. People don't do this. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, they do. And I was like, No, no. This is like, this is, this is movie stuff. This about? this is Hollywood stuff. This doesn't happen for real. Yeah. I'm not lying. That's how naive I was. I didn't know anything about it. Anything. So when you, so Jay, when you have somebody who's coming from that perspective where A, they have no interest in it, B, they don't even believe that it exists. How did you start to kind of pull the curtain back and show her that yes, not only is this a real thing, but there are people who have incorporated this with their lives. And also there are people who are happy having incorporated this into their lives. Yeah. Well, actually I didn't, I mean, I, I was so in love with her or still am, but at that time and what she was bringing to me, I just put it on the shelf. I said, all right, you don't want to do it. No problem. We won't do it. She was actually the one that, uh, Stumbled into it. Okay, stumbled into it. <laughs> Care to, uh, how did you stumble into it? Well, I wasn't, like I said, we were, I told him I wasn't you know, about that life. You know, it's me and you. We have a wonderful thing going on. And then ended up one time having a little bit too much to drink and ended up, um, he wasn't even involved um, having my first um, girl on girl um, you know, interaction, sexual experience. And this was at a vanilla Which, gathering? Uh, it was a vanilla. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it was. Uh-huh. But, um, but at the time, all I could think about was how much he would enjoy <laughs> watching this and so i was like got the phone out and started recording for him and um it kind of started there and then um i mean that was the first thing and then the next thing was when we both kind of um stumbled upon a friend a friend of mine a girlfriend just you know friend and uh ended up having um a person, mm-hmm. which was completely not supposed to happen. It mm-hmm. wasn't planned. It just happened. So, uh, for you, Jay, when she recorded that video, that must have been like Christmas morning to you, because obviously you didn't oh. see it coming. <laughs> oh, I didn't at all. But it was torture that I was five miles away and couldn't come back home. I can, I can, I can, I can imagine. Um, I, I couldn't believe it was going on. I'm like, this is, this is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, Hannah, you said something that, that, that kind of struck me knowing what your past was with, you know, with your ex and being in this situation that he knows nothing about the fact that it's going on, but yet you have the thought which was he would really enjoy seeing this. Like he would really enjoy knowing that this is, is going on. Um, mm-hmm. And it was you who, who thought of him and thought, you know, cause you could have just done it and told him about it later. And so yeah. I'm, I'm just curious as to like, did that, and you know, and maybe I'm, you know, reading too much into it because that's what I do. I overanalyze things, but uh that seems like that was kind of like a major moment for you because you thought about him even though he wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was also because of how much he trusted me and how much, I mean, how good our relationship was. Or it is, it still is to this right. day, but just like, I'm sorry, I can, I can tell him anything. I could literally tell him, show him, do anything, and he's not going to judge me. He's not going to you know, question me, you know, he's not going to any of that. And so when it was going down, I was like, oh my gosh, this would make him so happy. Even if it never happened again, 
I, I just can't, I can't wait to tell him about it. I can't wait to share it with him. I can't wait to record it for him just because that's the type of relationship we have. We, we both strive to make each other happy and to do what, to do what makes each other happy. And so when it was going down, I was like, Oh my God, like, <laughs> number one, it was fun. It was amazing. And number two, I was like, Oh my gosh, he's going to love this. So, you know, there are, are a, a number of women who who listen to this, uh, whether they are single, in relationships, married, what have you, and they have that in common with you as far as have, having a, a, a person like that in their past that was controlling and jealous and, 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 and everything like that. And so I'd like you to kind of explain what the difference is like being with somebody that was like that and then coming over to somebody who's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, not, not just from a, a sexual point, but just somebody who wants to see you shine, you know, someone who wants to see you be, you know, the best version of yourself and, and kind of contrast that as far as what that was like then to what it does for you mentally being with somebody now who's the exact opposite. Right. So I went from someone that you know, was completely, completely controlling and um, not only, you know, just in the aspect of um, in the bedroom, but also the aspect of, of just life in general to somebody who was just so open and letting me do whatever. Um, I'm not going to lie. At first, I questioned his love for me. I thought, there's no way that this man could love me and not wonder what I'm doing at work, mm -hmm. not wonder who I'm talking to, who just texted me. Um, I mean, it, it was as far as, you know, I told you earlier how bad it was. I couldn't have a passcode on my phone. I mean, at, towards the end of my marriage, I put a passcode on my phone, and oh, my God, I was a cheater. Oh, God, it was, you know, why do you have this on there? To, I, I, I literally could go all day without talking to him, and, you know, Jay, and he, he, he wouldn't question me. He wouldn't question me where I was at. He wouldn't question me who I was with. And so... There for a while, I was like, okay, he, he doesn't know what love is. He, there's no way he could love me and not wonder what I'm doing. And then he taught me that that's not what love is. That's what trust is. Trust is, I don't have to know where you're at, who you're talking to, what you're doing, because I trust you. And, and I didn't know, I didn't know that that, that actually even existed. I didn't know that someone could trust you that much. Um, you know, even I even questioned that even when we started getting into lifestyle, I was like, something, wait, something's not right here. You, you, you're fine with this and you're not mad that I'm doing this. Like, are, are you sure you love me? Are you sure that's what love is? Um, and then once again, you know, he explained that it's it's sexual. It's not you know an emotional thing. I mean, we've had that that conversation many a times. That as long as it's not emotional, he's you know he's not jealous of it. And so it, it was a big a big eye opener because I, I mean I even I, I had I've had people say to me you know guys that I played with when I was single. You know, and I, that now that I'm married, they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm sure your, your husband would be jealous if they knew you were talking to me. I'm like, no, we have no idea. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he would. I'm like, nah, no, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, like, and, and to this day, I mean, I've even made comments to him. Like, he knows everything I do. He knows when I talk to you. He knows when you send me, you know, a picture of your tape. Like, he knows all of that. And... He's not not jealous because he knows I'm not going anywhere. That's for a lot of mopping though that I know. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. But I mean, it's that has probably been one of the best things. Like I always said, I'd never get married again. 
I would never get married again because I would never have someone control me. I would never have someone tell me where I could go, where I couldn't go. Like I said, whether it was a store or whatever. And like now I could never envision not being married to someone like him. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and it's the biggest turn on because he's not jealous. Like he, he's not insecure. He, he knows where I'm going home to. I mean, as a matter of fact, when I met him, I was playing with a, a person and I told him, I was like, listen, I have a friend with benefits, whatever. And we had already, um, you know, had, we had trophy benefits, sex, and everything and whatever. We, we had, 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 you know, intimate relations. And he, he told me a couple times into it, he said, you know what? He said, I want you to go back to that person because it was vanilla. And Jay's not vanilla. And this guy was extremely vanilla. And he was. He was extremely vanilla. He was like, you know what? You go, you go have that and then come back and tell me how it was. And I went and I was like, God, I was born. <laughs> and I never to this day went back. Like, mm-hmm. never. Like, and my friend was like, wait, wait, what? What, what, wait? I thought we had a good name. I'm like, you know what? I found a different name. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It, it would have been a good thing years ago, but it's, it's, yeah. I'm, I, I, no. That, that's, that's no longer uh, where my interest lies. So as, 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 as I stated at the beginning, you know, you guys identify as a, as a cuckold couple, not that that's the only lane that you're in, but that's, uh, I guess what you primarily identify with. So when, when did those elements first start to, 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 to enter your relationship? Well, (laughs) we, we dabbled into the, um, swinging community, I guess you would say, the swinging lifestyle. And um, I didn't know how I would feel about it. I mean, because you talk about jealousy. I, I was so jealous. I mean, I was like, um, no, why is that woman up there looking at my man? Like, no, 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 no. And that was just, you know, what I was used to. And so the first... The first couple times we were swinging, I was like, oh, how am I going to feel about this? And I actually, I like it. I was like, oh, huh. Because I saw what she was getting. I was like, yeah, that's good, isn't it? You know, like, okay. And then it came down to where I was always taking one for the team. And I was like, no. Now, um, for, for those who yes. are listening who might not be aware of, of what that term means, can you kind of explain what taking one for the team means? Well, it was either, so it's really hard to find four people that are compatible. It's really hard to find four people that are compatible. And so I was either taking one for the team as where I wasn't attracted to this person, but you know, his wife wanted to play with my husband, and that was kind of like, you know, it's me, it's kind of like, oh, well, this is just swap. So, mm-hmm. your husband gets my wife, I get you. And so, it was either where this person wasn't, then I'm, I'm not trying to be ugly, but just I wasn't attracted to, whether it be looks, whether it be personality, whatever. Um, cologne. And then, <laughs> huh? I said, I said, come on, cologne. <laughs> <laughs> cologne, whatever, yeah, and um, or yeah, the size of, of, of their pop was usually much smaller than my husband's, um, and I didn't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just like I always got the short end of the stick most of the time. I mean, ninety percent of the time. And for me where I did have fun in those situations and stuff like that, but I always found myself watching her and watching her reactions. And when she wasn't having fun, I wasn't having fun. Actually, I faked many orgasms in that scenario right there because I enjoyed watching her more than I did playing with other women, actually. Right. And so so when when you weren't enjoying yourself, then that made it hard for you to obviously enjoy yourself, but you don't want the other person to feel bad. Hence why you, you know, Mm -hmm. had to improvise. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it wasn't long into that when I finally turned it on. I was like, this is not for me. Like I have a good thing at home. 
I don't have to go out and, you know, find that. And he was like, yeah, me too. Like, I'm, I mean, I don't really care to have another woman. And um, he actually found it brought up. Well, actually, we met one uh, one guy at the club that was six foot eight, light skinned black guy, and he walked into the club and she's like, "I want him." I said, "We'll go for it." Actually, that's not what I said. I said, "I want that." I want that. So that kind of got us into the interracial aspect because mm-hmm. I'm a I read all the Twitter, the blogs, and stuff like that, and I feel her, her in on stuff. So she gets a little bit of my influence with that right there. Right. And uh, after him, I mean, we just kind of started looking it, into. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're not liking what we're doing right now. You like that. I thought that was hot as hell. Uh, so why don't we explore this avenue? Yeah, let's, let's keep doing more of that. You know, cause, yes, cause yeah. That that was and a win. Cool. It was a win-win for both of you. Yeah, and you know, we we we're both natural switches. I I don't know if we touched on this already, but I started as her dom, mm-hmm. and uh, then we kind of went a little more vanilla, but with still me being dom in the bedroom. But after we met this guy and she played with him, it kind of things kind of switched over, mm-hmm. uh, where we started looking more for threesomes with with men yeah, yeah. and uh, and the interracial aspect of it and we just kind of once we're sitting in the rabbit hole we just kind of get going deeper and deeper and deeper yeah because I mean like I said I, I got to meet you guys in person at Splash and 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 you know and spend time with you and you know when you've been kind of around this for as, as as long as I have and you meet couples, you can kind of see, you know, where they are in their journey, you know, like, okay, they're, they're just now stepping their feet in or, okay, well, they're, you know, they're in the, the end of the pool that's really shallow or, okay, they're, you know, they're kind of in the middle, you know, waist deep water, you know, maybe coming up to their stomach. And then there are the people that are kind of in the deep end. And, you know, when I was around you guys, that's the impression that I got was, okay, these two are, it's the comfort level with it, you know, like we're mm-hmm. not, not only are we in the deep end, but you know, you know, we're snorkeling, you know, we're, 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 we're going deeper. We're exploring, you know, we're, we're enjoying the ride, you know, how comfortable you are just laughing about it. You know, and I'm I'm sure that the environment that we were at at Splash, you know, had something to do with that. But even still, even when we, we were just doing the, the, you know, the virtual talk kind of thing, that yeah. sense of humor was still there. And like she said, you know, you're you know, you're a very funny guy and just how comfortable you both are with, you know, with all of this is is one of the things that you know, that, that, that stood out to me and it's, you know, knowing more of your backstory as far as like, you know, kind of, you know, what you came from and what your experiences were and, you know, kind of the road that you're on now, it's almost like you're a kid with a new toy. Like you have all, you you have this whole vast new playground to play with. And when you combine that with being with a partner who's encouraging you, you know, like go do it, like go explore, play, you know, experiment, make mistakes, you know, let's do it over, you know, like who's not uh, hindering you or restraining you or limiting you, you know, at all. It's a, it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to witness, you know, when these two things kind of collide and you have these men who are very secure not just in themselves, but in the, in the bond that they have with their wives or their partners and the wives who they, not only do they get it, but they, they show their appreciation by embracing it. 
you know, and by saying, yeah. okay, well, let, let's do this. Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's make these things happen. Um, I remember you sharing a story and I'd kind of like my listeners to hear it uh, while we were at Splash where I know that, that chastity is, is a part of your dynamic. Um, and I remember you saying that, you know, you, and one of the conversations that we had where you, you, you don't lock them up all the time. Cause what, what do you, how do you refer to it? You want, would you That's say? House dick. Yeah. Yeah. The house dick. <laughs> and you, you had shared a story where you guys had went somewhere and he was caged and you were, I guess, going to play yeah. with somebody else. And this person, I don't know if they got stage fright or something, with someone and so you, you i guess for lack of a better term you unleash the beast on them can you kind of share that story with my listeners yeah that was actually so jay had brought up this this aspect of the lifestyle and caging and i was like what like why would you do that i mean coming from you know like i said the spinella girl didn't know anything about the lifestyle he had known a little bit about it and i was like you want to put a cage on your what? Like I was like, hold on, I'm not sure about this. And so we talked about it. And he um, showed me, and I was like, okay, you know. And so then we started looking into um, hold, uh parties, isn't it? Yeah, yeah hold parties. And so we went to one. Very first one. Well, we had started talking to some people on you know a website and. It was going to be at this party, and so we went to it, and um, we were there, and of course, there was tons of single guys there, you know, talking to them and everything, and then we found this couple that we had been talking to, and I felt so comfortable with her, just talking to her, and she was so just like me and the aspect, and um, yeah, it was their first time. We didn't know that, though, but, yeah. but, but they didn't, they didn't play like it was their first time, you know, and so. We were talking, and so we ended up going back to the room, and um, Jay's sitting over there with his cage on, and this husband was um, supposed to be, you know, the, the, the bull, the one that was performing the show, and poor thing, he could not perform. He, <laughs> he just couldn't. And I'm looking at Jay, and I'm like, uh, you know, he's looking at me, and I'm like, I can't do anything. I, there's nothing I can do to get this 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 clock hard. Like it's just not gonna get hard. I'm sorry. It's not. And so I looked at him and I um looked at her and we just kinda came to me and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna unlock it. And so I did. And um he ended up that that gentleman ended up sitting over watching my husband perform as a bull and making this uh, woman uh, squirt for the first time. So he played with both of you in that scenario. Yes, he played with both of us, which I thought was just absolutely hot. It was, it was hot. And her husband didn't play at all. <laughs> he wasn't able to. He wasn't able yeah. to. Yeah. So I, I just find that story so interesting because of the, the, the way that the tables got turned. Yeah, he, he did get in close and said, how did you make her squirt like that? Yeah. <laughs> he was very intrigued. And, and I will say... And, um, and we're still friends with these people. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, after, I guess after the high of it all, I was like, that's not what it was supposed to be about. Even though I had a great time. Right. Remember? I had a great time. And I was like, okay, that was hot. That was fun. But it, like, is this how it's going to be on time? He's like, no. Yeah. No, that was just you know. Yeah, he was just in, was, he was just in case of emergency break glass dick it, that night. Exactly. <laughs> yes, and like I said, we're still friends with these people to this day. And now, I mean, did the guy get a chance to atone for his 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 performance that evening? Like, has he made up not for it? That evening, but we we were with him at another event uh, a month or two later. Yeah, yeah, it still wasn't as good. <laughs> CJ, you set the bar too high, man. Yeah, that's what she tells me all the time. She said, I don't want you to be a cook because I want dick all the time from you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's the same, baby. It's the same. Come on. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah, he's, 
No, but that's the, you know, that's kind of one of the things that I want, you know, people to, uh, you know, take away from your story. And, was, you know, one of the reasons why I was looking forward to having you guys on is I like finding all of these different ways that couples engage in, in, in cuckolding. Like there's, there's not just one way to do it. And no, there, there's a variety out there. Absolutely. But unfortunately there are voices out there that will sometimes try to make people feel like they're doing it wrong. You know, like, Oh, well, if you're doing this or you're doing that, then that's not, you know, that's not real, you know, real cuckolding. And that's not really something, you know, that I agree with. So rather than me, get up here and always talk about the fact that they're different. I try to bring couples on that show that, that show that they're doing it in their own way with the hopes that people listen and and walk away with the idea of, oh, okay, so we can put our own spin on it. You know, it doesn't matter if our dynamic doesn't look like their dynamic because it's our dynamic and as long as the two people involved are happy and fulfilled with one another at the end of the day that's that's all that really matters you know so i you know i find stories like yours not just very interesting but uplifting because it shows that there are so many different ways, you know, to do this, you know. Yeah, it, it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all. And I'm, uh, I've been told I'm kind of the cuckold whisperer because a lot of guys, I'm busy on the message boards and Twitter and stuff like that, and a lot of guys reach out to me from my perspective on things. And I just share with them what works for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, I was talking to, I've been talking to a couple for about a year and I was telling him about us. He said, oh, I'm no cook. I'm, I, I'm straight stag. I'm, I, I'm like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. And he shows up at Splash this weekend or two weekends ago or whatever. And he's full-blown cage cup now. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's the process. Uh, and right. Wherever it leads you, it leads you. Right. But it, it's whatever, whatever makes both of you happy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all that you got to be this, you got to be this, you got to be this. I mean, the, 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 I would say the one common thread that I find, like if I could say, okay, regardless of what their dynamic is, what is that one thing that I see kind of links all of these, you know, these cuckold husbands together or the husbands that identify with that. And it's, again, like we talked about, you know, before, and I'll get into this, you know, towards the end of the uh, interview, but that feeling of compersion that I want her to be happy. Yes. You know, like my happiness is 100% derived from her happiness. And like you said a couple of minutes ago, even when you're in the act of fucking another woman, when you see that she's not enjoying herself, that just totally takes you out of the moment. You know, where as some guys out there who are in swinger couples or in different types of dynamics, they'll be like, "Okay, let me finish. And then I'll, you know, whereas for you, it was like immediate, like, "Okay, this is not working. So I'm going to have to fake it, you know, because, you know, this is, you know, she's not happy. So this is not working for me. And that's the common thread regardless of what form it takes whether he's caged or not caged or if he plays with other women or not or only her or whatever the different variations are that's the one thing that i see linking every single you know cuckold husband that i've that i've encountered is that unwavering commitment to her being happy you know whether she wants to cage me if that makes her happy cool if she wants to uh you know and i actually this is what i was going to get to next but if she wants to flog me paddle me spank me you know what have you 
Um, <laughs> so, which leads me to my segue. Yeah. You know, we 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 talked about it at at, at Splash, where that's something that she enjoys doing is engaging in, in impact play with you. Um, now I know you said earlier that you, you guys started off with, with him being your Dom Hannah. So is that where the impact, where the impact play started? Like, did it start with you kind of spanking her? And if so, when did it, when did it switch over? That's, ex- that's exactly how it started, actually. And we'll still jump back and forth. Right, yeah, right. I mean, that's exactly how it started. Um, he started as my dom, and it was just a release for me. Um, he actually gave me a, a, a list of things to fill out that were like, a yes, a maybe, a hard no. And I filled all that out. And... With the flogging and the spanking and stuff, I was like, okay, that was a maybe. I had never had that, you know, and so I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. And then when he did it, I was like, oh, yes, like continue. Mm-hmm. And it continued from there. Then I kind of realized, well, I don't want to do that to him when we got in, you know, into it, into to lifestyles. To, to, to holding, and then I realized how much I enjoyed it, and how much he enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it when he was doing it to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we became switches. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because um, at, at Splash, a month ago, I took you out to the dungeon, and yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, a month ago, he he, he took me out, and we completely switch roles, and it was a good release for me, and I loved it, and had a great time, and then I can easily switch right back over. That, that is our biggest issue is when we're going back and forth like this is she'll tell me something I'm like no you're doing this and no, no, no you're doing this <laughs> and we're butting heads on who's who's done and who's sub but usually I fall back in line <laughs> so we we we've kind of talked about you know a splash a few times and I don't want to go too deeply into it because that's another episode that's coming where we're going to go deeper into it with some, some other people that you guys met uh, while there, but just kind of give my listeners, I guess, a brief synopsis of what splash was like for you guys, like what, what your thought process was kind of going into it, what it was like being there and, and what your takeaways were once you left and, and went back home. Well, my thought process, I was nervous as I'll get out. I, we had canceled, I had canceled the year four because I was just so, so nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know, I didn't know anybody. Um, yeah. But going into this year, we knew people from, from the boards. From the boards. And also we met people through, through you. Through you when we had those, uh, mm-hmm conferences before right. with other people that were joining there. So as soon as we got there So I was a little well, I was a little I was a little more, more easy about going to it because I knew of, of people that were gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um and then um we pulled as soon up as we, we pulled, pulled up, up some one somebody of the person that we that's gonna know, be on the other interview yeah. came running up said, Are you Hannah? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're, you're so-and-so. Yeah, yeah and we're inseparable for the rest of the weekends. And we Except were. for playtime. Yeah. Yeah, we were. And that, yeah. That's, that's my girl. You know, it was, it, was, it was fun to watch, you know, and the, 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 the visual of human pinata kind of comes to mind. <laughs> you, know, having, you know, seeing Jay in the dungeon – at Splash, mm-hmm. you know, the Red Room and and just like I never knew who was going to be flogging him of the, well, the, well, of, that, of the, of the three a, of you. That was a situation where both of us were getting flogged at the same time. There was a situation mm. at that time where uh, both uh, of us she, were... she was with the Dungeon Master and I had her two friends uh, mm. flogging me. Mm. And that was one of the hottest 
episodes or scenes, scenes that yeah. we had ever, ever done. Yes. Yeah, no, they were they were definitely enjoying it, and then they were just, you know, they well, they, they could have been outside swatting flies. That that was new for all of us because I I dealt a little bit with this. I didn't know how far I could go or how much I enjoyed. And her two female friends were like, "We've we've done a little bit of this, but uh, this really got us excited. We really got into it." Mm-hmm. And we turned around. We got a room full of people looking at us, and we didn't really. We didn't even know it was going on that everybody was walking, watching around us because we were so into what was going on. So let me ask you this. What is it that you both learned about not just yourselves, but your own dynamic? What did you learn about each other having gone through your first splash? I mean, I mean, as far as our situation, I don't know that we learned anymore. Well, I can say this. She learned more with the relationships that she developed with her two other friends that she met there, girlfriends that she met well, there. Well, and it, there's people there like me that aren't just, because uh, I was like, like, like you said, you know, early into the, the, this interview, it was like, is there something wrong? Because you know, Jay wasn't jealous, and I was like, is there something wrong with me to like this kind of, thing and to want to do this and then when I met these two and they're just like me I'm like okay I'm not the only one like there are other people that that was the biggest deal with everybody that we met there it's like pardon the term but we're all fellow freaks here (laughs) (laughs) we weren't we weren't the only ones I mean because we're from smaller town and stuff like that before we kind of are outliers and we go to this event where there's 2,000 other people that are just like us. Just like, yeah, and it's like, great. Right, you, yeah. you can open up and be completely honest. And the other two couples that we spent time with there, they know everything about us. We know everything about them. And we don't and it was the first, it all. It was the first time any of us had shared this with other couples outside of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll get into this more when I have the three ladies on for a subsequent episode. But one of the highlights of the weekend for me being at Splash was uh, I can't remember whose room it was, but basically I was in a room with all three couples, you guys and then the, and the other two couples and hearing the conversations, hearing you guys laugh, hearing the story about how late at night, one of the nights, somebody came in the room and the strap on was on the floor. And, and, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had gone to get her. Something. We'll have that story later. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. That, that yeah. was there. And they confessed immediately. And I'm like, I never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> you told off when you said, I never saw it. You know, there was a moment where you had like and an, you know an, an inflatable like look, it looked like your ass was getting its blood pressure taken um, <laughs> and, you know like yes yeah. Yeah, that was happening too yeah, yeah. but what, what was so cool about it was there was no like you weren't self-conscious about it at all you, you know mm-hmm. like like you you may as well have had a carnation on your lapel that squirted water you know what i'm saying like it was just everybody was that comfortable with it you know, you didn't hesitate and and talking about it, and everybody was laughing about it and and having a good time, and it was just, it was just a really really cool energy to be around, you know. And well, I'm I'm in there came, thinking that when we came these, to your party, that, yeah, and you had the bartenders and stuff like that. I'm like, well, everybody else is up overdressed. I'm gonna get down to where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you're really I was very comfortable because I'm around like-minded people that are not judgmental, so I can be myself. Mm-hmm. No, ab- absolutely, and that—that's what's, you know, that's why, you know, I I speak so highly of Splash, and I always try to, you know, uh, encourage people that if you play in the interracial sphere at all like if that's a lane that that you occupy even if you're just dabbling in it that uh splash is definitely something that you should experience and it's not even from the playing aspect it's it's the community 
you know, it's like you exactly. said, it's it's the being around like-minded people. It's the feeling of of acceptance, you know, that you get. And I know that splash is not possible, you know, for, for everybody. And that's why I always try to encourage people to, you know, even if it's just one couple, try to meet someone in your area. You know, even if it's, you know, even if you're a few hours drive away from the nearest, you know, major city and you can only get together once every few months, forging that type of bond, forging that type of friendship where you can be your total authentic self, you mm-hmm. know, and, and not have to, you know, worry about anything. Cause there's, there's a misconception out there that, okay, well, if you have friends that are in the lifestyle, all you do is talk about the lifestyle. And it's like, no, you talk about all the regular yeah. stuff. It's just, you know, yes. that if I you want to so. talk about lifestyle stuff that you can. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, I have, I have a friend that, She's vanilla. She's not lifestyle, and she knows a little bit about our life. But I'm very reserved with what I say or what I do or, or tell her because of judgment, and not because she would openly judge me, but she doesn't understand it. She doesn't get it. And now I have these new two, you know, just BFFs that I can just message them something lifestyle and they're both like oh yeah get it girl like heck yeah you know i mean it's just amazing to have that so that i mean where i didn't before it's like we have to keep it all in and now i don't have to keep it all in and you know you 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 bring that up uh i'll just ask you really quickly you said before you had to keep it all in so what does that feel like now to no longer have to keep it all in Oh, it's amazing. Like I said, it's it's like a it's just a relief to have someone to talk to about it that enjoys the same stuff you enjoy, that talks about the same stuff you talk about, that does the same stuff you do. It it like I said, you can't even I didn't have that before Splash. And now that I have it, it's like we we talk about regular everyday stuff and then all of a sudden we talk about, oh, I, you know, he's, he's still caged and, you know, strap-ons or, you know, talking yeah, you know, ball torture that I did this morning or whatever. I mean, it's mm. just funny. Our texts are really funny. <laughs> they, well, I, can, I, 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 I can imagine with those, like I said, I got to be in your presence, so I can only imagine what the, uh, you know, what the, what the chat strings are like. Um, before, I always try to be, to be mindful of the time. So, you know, before I let you guys get out of here, you know, I, I always try to work this question in there. And that is, and I'll start with you, Hannah. Um, you have women out there who, you know, they're coming out of these situations where they were with these, you know, these extremely, you know, controlling men and, they look at the landscape and it's like, like you were, you know, like you admitted yourself, like, okay, I'm, I'm only going to use men for this one isolated thing that I need from them. Other than that, I don't have any need for them. And then you said that, you know, before you were like, I'm never getting married again. And now you're like, I can't imagine not being married to this man. So Mm -hmm. what would you say to those women as far as what lies out there for them if they choose to explore it? First of all, be open-minded because I I wasn't, uh, I didn't know any better. I didn't know that, that this whole lifestyle even existed. So just, just be <clears throat> open-minded and know that there's, there's people out there that will trust you and love you and and communication. I mean, I've never had this open communication with anyone in my life. Um, but I didn't know that existed. Just know that it does exist because I literally came from, uh, I'm not lying, one of the most vanilla relationships you could ever even encounter. Uh, just 
you know, and, and once again, open mindedness. I, I'm not a lie. I was a man hating, <laughs> not a lesbian, but I was man hating uh, when I was single just because I thought that's how all men were. I didn't know that there was men out there like Jay, and and there's plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely absolutely now for you uh jay the question that i want to pose to you is you know men hear the term you know cuckold and they kind of you know rail against that you know like there's this uh there's a lot of machismo out there and guys thinking that if you're a cuck then it makes you this type of guy you know whether the term is beta or 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 whatever and here you are like you said you know you guys switch and you started out as her dom and when she uncaged you you know you pleasured two women and so my question to you is you have these guys out there that think that you have to totally leave something behind in order to you know explore this corner of 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 the lifestyle what would you say to those men who think that you have to choose one or the other? That goes back to what she just said about open-mindedness. Um, you don't, you just explore your avenue, whatever. I, I'm a hedonist. Whatever feels good, sick, looks good, sounds good. I'm all for, um, and there is a lot of machismo in that cuckolding is feminine beta or whatever like that. I, I'm going to challenge that, that cuckolds are stronger than a lot of men and they, they can accept their wife getting pleasured by somebody that may be well, better endowed. I, I, I can't do anything about the size of my penis, but I can let my wife experience something that's three or four inches longer or more girth. Mm-hmm. And I'm secure in that because I know where she's coming home to. Uh, a lot of guys have uh, that ego that won't allow that. It, that's fine. That's them. But I know what I do, and I know what serves us well, and we make it work. Uh, one thing I do want to touch on, <clears throat> she briefly touched on it before, communication. When you're in a relationship like this, or you're exploring these avenues like this, it makes you communicate more than you've ever communicated more in your life. You have to be, to express your desires, your deepest, darkest desires. You've got to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. And with a willing partner, that makes everything great. But communication is something we don't lack in. And that we can tell each other our deepest, darkest fantasies or secrets or desires or whatever. And there's no judgment on either side. One of us may not like what the other one's saying, yeah, but, yeah. but we don't judge and we, we discuss it. If I'm like, if he tells me something, I'm like, well, that's, you know, it's not really, I don't know. Let me think on that. And then I'll think on it. And if it's still something that I'm like, you know what? I don't know then he's, you know, he's like, okay, that's fine. Same with me. I mean, you've got to understand that there's, you know, you got to give a little and take a little uh, in all the rest. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I I know that, you know, my listeners, you know, once they hear your episode, some people are going to want to, you know, reach out to you guys and, you know, whether it's complimenting you on the, the episode or, you know, maybe it'll resonate with somebody and they'll just want to reach out to you guys to, to try to connect. So how can people find you? Our, our main thing is Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's uh wife, Hannah TX. Can you spell that for the people? Hot wife, Hannah TX H O T W I F E. H-A-N-N-A-H-T-X. Okay, no underscores, hyphens, or anything like that? No, just straight straight across. Okay. And then our OnlyFans is at Harry Hot Wife Hannah. We didn't touch on that subject. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, that's something that I want to, you know, I I, want to bring that up when I have the three ladies together. 
um, because I know that that was something that you were a little worried about, you know, going into yes. going into Splash. So that's actually something that, you know, I want to touch mm-hmm. on. So don't worry, people. She, 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 you, you will be hearing her, you know, getting to that. We'll be doing that episode <laughs> very, very, very soon. It's just when you're trying to coordinate it with three other people, there's a little more time juggling that 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 goes on. But it, we're, 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 we're going to get it done for you. Um, but with that being said, uh, I want to thank you guys. Uh, you know, it's a weeknight, you know, you got work tomorrow. So thank you for, you know, for taking the time out to come on here and, and, and share your story, uh, you know, with my listeners, it always means a lot to me when people come on here and just kind of, you know, lay their lives bare, you know, for, for other people to not just listen to, uh, but to learn from, well, hopefully to, to learn mm-hmm. from. Um, we want to thank you for yes, leading up the splash and boost splash. Well, we've learned after so splash. much from you and your podcast. Uh, we've listened to you for, I guess, two years now, yeah. close to it. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, we've learned so much through your podcast. Well, thank you. I'm 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 glad that it was able to help you guys in 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 any capacity. You know, that's what I started it for. That's what I'll continue to do with it as long as people continue to listen. You know, I'll continue you know, looking for interesting people to talk to and, 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 and share their stories with, you know, that's the part of all of this that's exciting to me. Um, so with that being said, and again, you gave me the perfect segue. Um, I, I thank my listeners, you know, primarily, you know, my Patreon supporters, because they're the ones who have shown this unwavering, uh, belief in what I do and support, and and what I do because I wouldn't be able to attend events like Splash and get to meet all of these wonderful people in person, you know, if it wasn't for the generosity of of my Patreon supporters. So, as I always say from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys. I mean, you you'll never know uh, what it actually means to me. And to those who are not yet Patreon supporters, you know, maybe this episode will be the one to convince you to say, you know what, we we really like what this Michael C guy is trying to do. And we want to see him be successful. We want to see him continue, uh, you know, with this platform. And I'm, I'm trying to get in the habit of, of adding this to it because now I have to add it, which is, you know, at Splash, we, we did finally uh, release the website that we have been working on for the past few years, which is compersionclub.com, um, which is basically a... A, a lifestyle site for our particular part of the community, the, the part of the community where whether it's couples or women, but they are specifically interested in, in single men as partners. They're not looking for other couples. These are not couples looking for unicorns. These are women and couples who are looking for quality single guys to, to engage with. And that is what Compersion Club is all about. So, you know, we're open, we're in our beta phase right now. So you can come and join for free and kind of test things out and, you know, bear with us through our growing pains, you know, because like anything in beta, there are going to be bugs and issues, but we're, you know, we're working through them every day. And, you know, I hope that, you know, uh, you know, months from now when I'm asking people that question, how people can get in touch with you, they'll say, Hey, well, you can find us on Compersion Club. This is our name there. Um, so I, I know that that day is coming. Um, but with all that being said, thank you, everyone. Thank you to, to, to Hannah and Jay for, for coming on. And with that being said, I am your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And I will see you when I see you. Peace. Peace.